Welcome to the Griffith Phoenix podcast, week commencing April 30, 2021. Headlines are Anzac Day services, call for war memorabilia, new sporting sheds, Waratah's win, what's on and local wedding feature. The Griffith Phoenix is a free community paper available every Friday. It's found in newsagents, Rossies, Woolworths, Central, petrol stations, cafes and more. We offer a range of marketing solutions with print, digital and podcast advertising available, monthly features and advertorial options. We're all about bringing the best out of our community with a positive attitude. This means involving community groups and businesses so we all survive and thrive together. If you would let us know about your event, something the community needs to know or contribute a piece about your club, please email the team at editor at griffithphoenix.com.au visit www.griffithphoenix.com.au and find us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube yanda turns out to honor anzacs the dawn and main services were held at yanda diggers club organized by yanda rsl they involved servicemen and women and school children with the wider public watching on Last year, due to COVID restrictions, the Anzac services weren't able to be held, so the community rallied for this year's services. Griffith War Memorial full of activity. Griffith War Memorial was a hive of activity on Sunday following the main Griffith Anzac Day service. Uniforms and the diverse array of displays as well as artefacts were the most popular. A lot of hard work, research, collecting and collating has gone into these displays currently shown at the museum. One of the men involved with this museum is member Theo Bolan, who has been with the group since its inception. The call went out asking anyone who lived in Griffith with some connection to the war to please donate anything they can. New change rooms for Collie Amberley. Collie Amberley's sporting community is cheering about new change room facilities at Oval No. 2. The change rooms were funded by the New South Wales Government and officially opened by Murrumbidgee Council Mayor Ruth McRae on Saturday, April 24, in the presence of players, supporters and officials. Councillor McRae said the facilities were vital to making sport experience a positive one for sports teams. President of the Junior Collie Football and Netball Club, Danny Graham, acknowledged the contributions of local and state governments, Cricket Club President Michael Hodgson and Football Secretary Bronwyn Veering. Waratahs Under 6 Triumph over Lake Sharks The Griffith Waratahs Under 6 beat the Lakes on Saturday, April 24. Coach Matt Henderson was extremely proud of his young team and the effort they put into the game. Next week, the Waratahs take on the Yenda Blue Heelers. The Waratahs are part of the Group 20 JRL Under 6 Development League. Program aims to lower energy costs for FARA groups. Community and not-for-profit groups can benefit from lower energy costs in a new program offered by the federal government. Sarah MP Susan Lee said the Powering Communities program would fund up to a dozen local projects, with grants of between $5,000 and $12,000 available. The grants can assist to lower their power bills, install solar panels or a storage battery, upgrade old air conditioning, hot water systems or a refrigerator. 
Expressions of interest need to be with Ms Lay's electoral office by Monday, May 31. What's on? The Griffith Aero Club will be hosting their annual open day over two days, Saturday and Sunday from 9am to 4pm. Pop along to check out a collection of aircraft with barbecue and drinks all day. You can even sign up and become a member of the club for just $50 and receive a free flight. Grappa Productions, Hopes and Dreams. Hopes and Dreams is a play written by local playwright Bernie Maxwell and directed by Peter Fordham. The play is on tomorrow night as well as May 6, 7 and 8 at Rooftop Studios. Archibald Prize Black Tie Opening. The Archibald Prize 2020 will hit Griffith with a decadent black tie event at Griffith Regional Gallery next Friday at 6pm. Finalist Wendy Sharp is a guest. Enjoy great music, delicious food, premium wine and enjoy viewing Australia's most prestigious portrait exhibition. Bookings are essential via eventbrite.com.au Lighting up the lane, Banner Lane Festival. Celebrate the additions of the 2021 murals to the CBD. Wander the laneway and explore each site as it is lit up at 5pm on Saturday, May 8. There will be live music, food, the Unwind Riverina pop-up bar, kids' performances in QU Street and the launch of Streetscape Griffith Light Projections. This is something for the whole family to enjoy at this free event. Mother's Day Show and Shine, Darlington Point. Take Mum and the family along to the Darlington Point Mother's Day Market on Sunday, May 9, from 9am to 1pm in the Main Street. The Expatriates Auto Club will be hosting a show and shine and invite all car and bike clubs to go along and join the event. There is something for everyone to look forward to. Enjoy music by Dave's Way and the Cotton Thieves at the Autumn Festival Colliamboli on Sunday, May 9 from 12pm. Bring your own rug or chairs and grab a free sausage sizzle. Griffith Black and White's Rugby League Football Club are celebrating 100 years of Rugby League with a reunion on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, May 9 to 11. There's a meet and greet on Friday at 6pm at Southside Leagues Club. The reunion celebration dinner is held on Saturday night from 7pm at the Southside Leagues Club. Bookings are essential. A gala day of rugby league will be held at Solomad Stadium against Leeton Club on Sunday. Visit Facebook page Black and White's Rugby League 100 Years for further details. Casual sax is just what your wedding needs. You may remember them from Griffith's own Kiss My Brass, but the duo has moved on and now calls themselves Casual Sax. Vocalist Sue Ellen Roberts and saxophonist Linda Metcalf can really turn the fun up a notch. They have a wealth of musical experience between them and are both passionate about providing top quality music to suit every occasion. Contact Sue Ellen on 0434 712 825. What bride doesn't want to be the focus of attention on her wedding day? Jasmine Imber from Imber Couture can easily make that a reality with her one-of-a-kind gowns. Mrs Imber offers one-off design, custom-made dresses for weddings and formal occasions. 
Imba Couture is currently an at-home business while Mrs Imba raises her young family. Contact 0422 399 467. Celebrant brings personal yet professional touch. Yvonne Wade has been a fully qualified marriage celebrant for 15 years. She also conducts naming ceremonies as well as weddings. Contact Yvonne on 0457 219105. Childhood skill now creates beautiful couture. Lissy Art Couture's Eleanor Latu remembers watching her mum so close, particularly special occasion out, particularly special occasion outfits for her, her siblings, and that's where it all started. For years, Mrs. Latu sewed informally, but she decided in 2014 that she wanted to make a move into a more professional direction. Everything from speaking with the client to find out what they want in a gown, sketching the design with details and colour, drafting the pattern to the client's measurements, mock fittings right through to the final garment is done by Mrs. Latu. Contact 0421-184-789. As a wedding celebrant serving the Riverina and MIA, Chris Longhurst from Civil Celebrations has written a comprehensive guide for brides-to-be who are organising their dream wedding. He is happy to provide the guide completely free of charge. Simply log on to www.civilcelebrations.com.au and request yours today. Contact 0400 982 636. How about a DJ caravan for your wedding day? Will Crisp has been a DJ for the past seven years and started Encore Solutions two years ago in Young. He and a friend had often joked about refurbishing an old caravan together. This DJ caravan is the only one of its kind in New South Wales and Northern Victoria. Along with the DJ sound system and wireless handheld microphones, the caravan also comes with optional festoon lighting and 44 gallon bar tables. For more information visit encoresolutions.com.au a wedding celebrant who'll help you paint the town red. He's not your average wedding celebrant, but then again, who wants to be average on one of the most memorable days of their life? He's fresh, fun and modern, and choosing Jeff Hindmarsh as your wedding celebrant, he can also be your DJ. Check out his website, marriagecelebrantdjmc.com.au for more information. Importance of workplace defibrillators to save lives. Nearly 30% of Australians do not know what a sudden cardiac arrest is. It's the comprehensive term for a heart attack and is our nation's leading cause of death. Ensuring your workplace is safe and colleagues are suitably trained in case of emergency was the focus of World Day for Workplace Safety and Health yesterday. Around 25,000 Australians experience a sudden cardiac arrest out of hospital every year, with the current survival rate being just 5%. If a defibrillator is used within the first two to three minutes, the chance of survival increases to 70%. My name is Martin Thomas. I'm General Manager for Training and Development at St. John Ambulance, New South Wales. Martin, welcome to the podcast. First, happy World Day for safety and health at work. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> it's a great day and, and thanks for be, inviting us to, um, to your podcast. 
Yeah, well, it's a chance to sort of bring awareness to some, well, startling in my mind, and I I shouldn't have an opinion as a journalist, but they are um, rather large figures. Martin, would you like to go over some of the findings from St John's research and also other facts that you've found in your work along the way? Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Look, there's there's a really a, an a, amazing amount of work being done in in creating a profile of health and safety uh, in Australia, and you know, just focusing in on um, sudden cardiac uh, arrests or that kind of emergency. You know, some of the statistics are really quite alarming, and until you actually take stock of what they mean, then um, you can understand. Uh, you won't understand the size of the problem. So, like. I, you know, only 8% of Australians uh, deem a defibrillator as an important item, you know. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's amazing to think that people would think that pens and paper are more important um, in a workplace than a defibrillator. Interesting statistic. About one third of Australians don't know what a sudden cardiac arrest is. Uh, and this is one of the big killers um, in our society. And that's alarming because if they don't know what it is, then they don't know how to treat it. of Australians um, don't think that it happens to people under 45. And we know that's not a fact because we've seen very fit young people uh, playing sport, for instance, have had sudden cardiac arrests. So, you know, that's a really interesting statistic in its own rights. 61% of Australians don't uh, claim that their office uh, doesn't have a defibrillator or they don't know where it's kept. So, you know, that, that, in my own mind, says, well, are these workplaces, you know, really safe? And of course, you know, the one that really takes my, uh, you know, makes me really think is that 58% of Australians um, say that they're not confident in using a defibrillator. Well, they haven't been first aid trained. You know, comments like Mm -hmm. they're too complicated. 24% of of, uh, people surveyed said that they're too complicated or that they might hurt the person. 22% of people thought that a defibrillator might hurt a person. And we need to buff these myths because what it means is uh, for first aid is it early intervention in a sudden cardiac arrest is critical. Having the training, the knowledge, and of course, access to a defibrillator is critical uh, for the survival of the patient. Martin, I think that oh, you've gone through so much there. And, uh, Too much. Yeah. No, no. It's, um, it's just a, a bit um, alarming those those uh, situations that we're yeah. that, um, everyday workplaces are facing. You said that there is a large, oh, well, a third of the population mm. who don't actually know what a sudden cardiac arrest is. Can you please explain that to us? Okay, yeah. Look, sudden cardiac arrest uh, is a term that we use for, um, and people might colloquially call it a heart attack. It's when the heart stops doing what it needs to do, and that's pumping blood uh, around the body. So in most cases, it, it uh, defibrillates. It, it doesn't work properly, and so it, it stops pumping blood, and of course, the pa- patient um, ultimately collapses and body function stops. So cardiac arrest is kind of a, a term that we use that encapsulates a number of issues that um, a patient could have. 
you know, if you look at some of the statistics just about, you know, the sudden cardiac arrest, I mean, there's about 25,000 people a year, I think, around those numbers that suffer from a sudden, a sudden cardiac arrest, which is, uh, you know, a significant number. Without a defibrillator, the statistics show that probably only about 5% of those people survive. It's backed up by the fact that only one in five workplaces in New South Wales has a defibrillator. So you can kind of see from a workplace perspective, there really isn't the access uh, to life-saving technology. There's other things that, you know, that would be really worth noting. Um, early defibrillation increases the survival chances of the patient by 70%, significant. So, you know, effective, competent people doing first aid or doing CPR, sorry, um, is critical. But you can see the survival rate drums dramatically when we add a defibrillator into the cycle. Thanks, Martin. How could we raise the awareness of defibrillators and also those large numbers of heart attacks and um, that they could nearly be avoided a lot of the time? How do we get the public aware of that? What are the solutions to these issues? Yeah, look, that's a, it's a great question, Ashley. Look, uh, there's a number of things I think we can do. The first thing, it seems simple, but it's quite important, is why not ask the boss? Why don't we have a defibrillator? Um, why aren't our staff trained in first aid to be able to do CPR? You know, very simple questions. Why don't we take responsibility for looking after our people? We have other work health and safety things in place. Why don't we look after their health and well-being in terms of first aid and having a, a, an accessible defibrillator? I think the um, the work that you do in the media is critical in supporting the overview of um, defibrillators. The concept of public accessible defibrillators is really, really important. We know that there's unique environments, Seattle in the USA, um, and even towns in New South Wales who have got, you know, dozens, if not in some cases, hundreds of publicly accessible defibrillators that anyone can go and grab if there's an emergency. These kinds of things, they, they need to be embedded in our society. A greater awareness, you know, we've already talked about how little people know, only 30% of people really know about cardiac arrest, a sudden cardiac arrest. So, you know, I think it, there's education, there's government policy and rules that can actually enhance. Um, and then there's a willingness for people to understand that they've got a role to step up and do the training and become confident and capable in using them. Okay. I think they're all really, really great points. Thanks, Martin. How can workplaces get in touch with St. John to bring in some training? And also, who can they contact to get defibrillators? St. John, this is our mission. Our core is about supporting the community. Certainly, we have a great website, of course, um, which uh, would could be the first port of call. But we have trained professionals who will come out to the workplace and, and do a free assessment of, of workplaces to make sure that they are safe. We do training across the state. We have some 36 training venues across the state where people want to make, want to learn CPR. So we've got a really good fr footprint in New South Wales. We're out there in the community. So the first point of call I'd recommend is get to our website or phone our, our wonderful folks in our customer service centre and they'll be able to help people straight away. Fantastic. Thanks, Martin. And it's something that is a priority also for your service in rural and regional Australia. 
Absolutely. We're areas where, you know, uh, ambulance is more than 15 minutes away and, and in, in much of regional New South Wales, I'm thinking outside towns, um, that's the case. Having the skills and capability to intervene for those first minutes is absolutely critical. Uh, and it all, almost to the extent that accessible defibrillators and, and training are, are probably more relevant for people in regional New South Wales than they are from the city where you can just pick up the, the phone and, and hopefully you've got an ambulance in less than 10 or 15 minutes. Well, thank you. That really does hit at home about the um, importance of defibrillators and how to get this community education going. I think it's a really important day and time, well, it's really an important time anytime to learn a little bit more, increase um, education in the workplace and get some learnings happening so we can yeah. put these life-saving yeah. initiatives in place. So true, Ashley. And I, I think, you know, having a day like today where we can actually focus on uh, health and safety at work, I think, puts the concepts of um, defibrillators and, and first aid training and the wellness of, of the workforce are front and centre. And I think it's a great opportunity to focus on things that are really important. I think your health and my colleagues' health is more important than paper and pens. Um, so <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure there are many others that would like to increase the education. So, thank you for yep. sharing how that can happen. My pleasure. Thank you for your time today and I hope you enjoy the rest of this day. Thank you very much for having us, uh, Ashley. It's been great. Thank you, Martin. Roundbox Media is an international communications agency with bases in Australia, Asia and the UK. The Australian arm offers publishing, strategy and marketing, public relations, podcasting, video, direct marketing and design solutions. Visit www.roundboxmedia.com.au or contact us on 0416 737 625.